0: have you been?
1: I've been good. Uh hot though. Uh how about you? Oh my Pat? god.
0: it's so hot out there, right?
1: Oh God, it's crazy.
0: But I've been I've been good. I've been I've been enjoying summer nice for what it's worth. Uh I'm I'm better in the winter. <laughs> Let me just say I am much better in the winter. It's the beard I think.
1: Ah maybe yeah. maybe I mean I I will say even when it's really hot I feel like I, I I do a little better than a lot of people. Yeah. I I can handle a little. The humidity though, not I don't like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, neither do I. The the air just feels so heavy then. Yeah. So, have you listened to any good podcasts lately?
1: Yes, I found a new ghost podcast. Okay. It's called Anything Ghost Ooh, Show.
0: I like the title.
1: Yeah, yeah. right? Kind of fun but this is not a fun podcast. Oh. I mean it's a it's a good podcast. Oh. But it's scary because it's this guy Lex Wall and he basically reads people's ghost stories.
0: Oh wow. So
1: you send in your ghost story and he reads it on air or on the podcast or you can even record yourself telling your personal ghost story and he'll play that on the air. Wow. So basically it's not like research based or anything like oh. that.
0: Okay, so he doesn't debate it, or no, nope, no debate, okay. nothing
1: like that. It's just so we don't have to worry about no, losing our fans No, very different yeah. than yeah, than ours. Yeah, it's just people telling their stories.
0: Now, would you say that that leans more towards hashtag Team Believer then?
1: I mean, uh, probably because you know, yeah. like you believe they're true and you want to hear yeah. people's stories, and 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 I think a lot of believers are people that have had their own experiences, sure. so you want to hear other people's.
0: Well, I mean. I I'm a skeptic and I love a good ghost story.
1: <laughs> yeah, except you think they're stories, not true stories.
0: But I mean, does it really matter? I mean, I still I still find value in these stories. I still I still enjoy them.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: So uh, I've been listening to a podcast called Noble Blood.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: Yeah, on iTunes, it's like the top-rated podcast.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, well, the reason why, it's because it's an iHeartRadio podcast and an Aaron Mankey podcast, and it's hosted by a woman named Dana Schwartz. Okay. And basically, Noble Blood explores the stories of some of history's most fascinating royals.
1: Oh, right, Noble.
0: Yeah, Noble Blood. That makes sense. Oh, And, and the
1: royals always are crazy. Oh,
0: it's so good, it is so good. And it makes me proud to have a podcast that does a little bit of history. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not exactly like that, but I mean, I love that aspect and I love all the stories. It's crazy.
1: Okay, we're gonna have to, now you're making me feel like we gotta do like a royal ghost story. I'm sure Ooh. there are royal ghost stories out I'm there. I'm sure
0: there is too. You know, Henry the Eighth.
1: Yeah, his wives. <laughs> yeah, right. All
0: fifty of them, or yeah, something. Right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, also, I would like to say uh, it's not a podcast, though. But there is a radio show called Bob After Dark. We and
1: maybe mentioned a l- little bit. We before. have,
0: but you can find him on his um, Facebook page. Just do a search for Bob After Dark. Bob Anderson hosted. it. He's the coolest guy ever uh, you know Bob is Bob is amazing
1: well, here's what I like about Bob again we tell ghost stories, but yes. he tells all sorts of information like so his thing like he talks about cryptoids and like fairies and gnomes and like all those creatures out there you know mothman like whatever but like ones that i've never heard of like from Sweden or wherever or he'll like go investigate stuff and he does it's really cool it's a lot of fun
0: and yeah you could just go to his Facebook page and you could actually watch him recording the radio show live so he does a Facebook live event every Tuesday night Uh, I I think it's at like 9 o'clock central time so I don't know what time that is in your time zone but <laughs> it's nine central yeah and oh my god it's i i love that too i mean yeah there's just so so much good audio out there i'm finding it really hard to um just pick a couple things to listen to
1: yeah there's only so much time and so many podcasts who
0: needs tv no right? honestly who needs stranger things when you have like a thousand <laughs> different podcasts
1: well i did watch stranger things you
0: yeah, said so it i yeah but i loved it
1: it was really good but, I, I honestly, I think I do watch less TV.
0: Yeah, Now right.
1: that I listen to more podcasts.
0: Well, uh, sorry, I don't mean to change the subject.
1: No, let's keep on the subject.
0: Let's keep on Stranger Things forever?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't think you really want to. Uh, I just wanted to say that last week, Ghostly hit another big milestone. hmm Do you know what that is, Rebecca?
1: Well, I have one idea of where you're going.
0: Oh, the 50,000 downloads that we have <gasps> Oh, now? yeah,
1: that's a really good one. Yeah. Actually oh, what was 51, your thing? Well, I was thinking of the poll results. I thought that's where you were going. Oh,
0: next. no, no, no. First, I'm going to talk about this. Okay. I mean, 50,000 total downloads for, this is episode number 20, and this isn't even out yet.
1: Right, and it's less than a year since yeah. we've started. We so, can't thank you guys enough. No.
0: It shows that you want to hear either a deep dive in the history, a ghost story, the evidence for or against, or to hear Rebecca and I talk.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate it.
0: Um, All of which me and Rebecca both agree are great reasons to listen to Ghostly. (laughs) Yes. I don't, you know, I love that you're a believer. I love that you're a skeptic. I even love that you're a tweenie.
1: I'm not, I am still not sure about that. I love it. For those of you that are in between, maybe if you have any other ideas of what to call yourselves, then please let us know. Yeah,
0: but all of that doesn't matter because we are all united as hashtag Team Ghostly.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, hey, maybe we should just do this, the polls, right? I mean-
1: It's like a Band-Aid, let's just do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, right? I know it's probably gonna be bad for me, but let's just just hear what you have to say.
1: All right, so the question for the Lincoln episode was, does Lincoln's ghost still haunt this earth?
0: Oh, so I bet it was probably like 90% yes, they believe it, right?
1: Well, it started out that way, Pat, but um, it's not how it ended up.
0: Oh, Uh, so you got got 100%? How did you do that?
1: No... No, it's forty uh, percent say yes, his ghost is real, oh, wait, and wait, sixty percent that... say no. Popular, but no ghost. Wait,
0: so, so I won. You
1: won. So no more of this. It's rigged, or you skew the question. Any I, of that?
0: I, I, I actually won something. Yeah. Your team
1: skeptic <laughs> came out in force.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it was really close though, right? 60, 40, that's, pr- that's pretty close. Nah. What, nah. okay.
1: Not close enough for me. I wanna win every time.
0: You gotta be a good loser every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, you've won like what, 30 in a row or something now? No,
1: no, there were some times when, uh, in the old polls that you would. on oh, the old days, the I old- miss those days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so today's episode is going to be a very special episode. We're going to do things a little bit different.
1: Oh yeah, this is just like when, you know, in the old days, right? The very special episodes where it's just, it's going to be a little different.
0: It is going to be a little (laughs) bit different. Um, The reason why is we're going to be talking about the Eastland disaster
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and we got us a historian to talk about the eastland disaster we got us not only a historian but the best tour guide in the midwest i i would believe even the u.s right
1: uh, honestly he is one of the best tour guides that i've had that i've had in my life yeah seriously yeah and
0: and We've been on ghost tours before. Oh, right? yeah.
1: We've gone, you know, when we travel, yeah. different places, you know.
0: Cemetery tours. I, I've been on swamp yeah. tours. I mean, I've been on all these tours. Mm-hmm. And Tony. Tony Sabelsky. He is the best. The best. Yeah. And I, I really want to thank him for for doing an interview with us. And the interview became so much more than yeah, just an interview,
1: right? Like we thought it was going to be kind of short or yeah. just like a little bit of information, and then we'd have to add a whole lot to it.
0: Yeah, and it just became a really good conversation about the Eastland disaster, and he really shows off all that he knows in this. It, it it's just amazing. Like like I had this whole history planned, right? And uh, not only did he talk about everything that I was going to talk about, but he added some to it, some things I didn't even I had no clue.
1: yeah, well, and I had a whole bunch of ghost stories that I was going to share. And yeah, he told all of them and more, yeah, and actually debunked some of the things that I that on the internet it'll say, yeah, you know, but aren't really true. And he had all of that information. It was great,
0: yeah. so uh we decided that it would be best not to have a debate on this particular episode.
1: Well, I mean, we're gonna present the information and then I think people can still, you know, kind of have their own oh, yeah, beliefs can, about it.
0: People can vote. Yeah. But I, I don't think that I don't think we would do it any justice by doing a debate over no. this one. Mm-mm.
1: And I think we you know we do add our, our thoughts. Yeah,
0: absolutely. absolutely. In the interview. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, little bit about Tony?
1: Yeah, Tony is a, as we mentioned, a tour guide. Yes. And he's been doing tours in Chicago for a long time. Also uh,
0: Chicagoland area. Chicagoland
1: he, area, yeah.
0: He's done Naperville. He's done Elgin. Uh, Elgin, Yeah.
1: We're fingers crossed hoping he's going to join us for a live event in September. Yes, yes. Elgin Fringe Fest. Elgin Fringe Fest. Uh, he works for Chicago Hauntings Tours right now, which is one of the more famous tours sh- in Chicago.
0: Oh, that's that's Ursula, That's right? Ursula. Yeah. Oh, so. we would love to have Ursula on the show too. So <laughs> Ursula, if you're listening, shoot us an email and we'll we'll pick a time.
1: Definitely. Um and uh, so he's he's a big tour guide. Um, and then actually, why don't you tell us about the other thing that he does?
0: Oh yeah, so uh, he's also involved with a paranormal investigation, paranormal investigators group mm-hmm. named Hands-On Paranormal and you could find them on handsonparanormal.com and uh, they invited us and we're gonna talk about this during our talk with uh, Tony but they invited us to this church in Cicero mm-hmm. where it used to be a funeral home and some crazy things went down, you can actually watch a video of it on our YouTube channel, which is now youtube.com slash podcast.
1: Because we made it.
0: We made it to our 100. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, this is like, a, okay, so this to me is like the latest in paranormal, uh, I don't know, things to do. Yes. Where basically they... Will have you come to this location. They bring ghost hunting equipment to a place that is known for having paranormal activity. And then you can just wander around and like use EMF readers or dowsing rods or whatever. You know, they have all this equipment. And then they have Tony and some other people there that are actual paranormal investigators and they will help you if you don't know how to use something. Yeah and you can take pictures, you can do whatever. And what a great what a fun night
0: out. It was. It was There were
1: kids there. Like it was There was. It was fun.
0: Yeah, there was uh, yeah, there was a kid and his dad and they really bonded over this. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was great. So I so was when they say hands-on paranormal, it's they not it. them hands-on, it's you. Yes. You get to be hands-on. Yes. It's so great.
0: So I do have to say though that we had a little problem with the audio. First of all, this was recorded at the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago, which is one of the most haunted spots in uh, the downtown Chicago area.
1: Yeah, it's gonna get an episode of its own. Yes, Uh, and we
0: talk about that too. But there was a little problem. I mean, our recorder was at full battery. And then six minutes into the interview, we kind of were about to run out of power. Mm, mm, yeah, very suspicious so i changed the batteries and then everything was fine <laughs> <laughs>
1: but something drained those batteries very quickly
0: yeah um so you are going to hear me apologize you're going to hear me uh ask tony to to stop for a second and then you're going to hear me apologize that is the break in the audio we're going to put it together also there's going to be some background noise there's nothing i could do about it We are at a hotel and doing a field recording. Mm -hmm. So you're not gonna get the great ghostly sound that you're used to.
1: (laughs) But you're gonna get the great ghostly information that you so desire and the spooky, spooky stories.
0: So you're gonna hear all about that when we return from break in just a minute. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin. Just for listening to podcasts.
1: That sounds easy.
0: It is. You can then donate your podcoin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your podcoin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks. That's great. Who doesn't like Starbucks?
1: Um, I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks.
0: Yeah, they'll give you um gift cards right cool. there.
1: And you could donate those gift cards too.
0: You could, yeah. So, download Podcoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code Ghostly to receive 300 Podcoins just for checking it out. Awesome. All right, we're back, and here you go. Here is our interview. And whole podcast, basically, with Tony. Enjoy. You guys ready? Yeah, okay. let's do it. All right, so we are recording. Uh, so tell us your name and what you
2: do. Uh, my name is Tony Sabelski. I'm a tour guide for the Chicago Hauntings Ghost Tour Company. You are the best tour guide. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. I also work for Hands On Paranormal, running events at a couple of different locations, uh, and they're awesome. And we'll talk about that okay. a little bit later too. So sounds
0: good. Uh, so we're going to be doing an episode on the Eastland disaster. Right. And we thought we'd get you
2: get your input on sounds it because great. you know everything about this place. <laughs> <laughs> so, Not everything. I, I, I wasn't there when it happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 104 years ago. 104 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Next Wednesday, 104. <laughs> right. Years, 104 yeah. years ago. Uh, so,
0: do you want to give us a brief history of the place?
2: Uh, of the Eastland? Of the Eastland, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. The ship? July 24th, 1915. Yeah. This was just a very simple company picnic. Uh, I was the Western Electric Company located out in Cicero, yep. mm-hmm, which is the tie to the church that we do events in, because that was part of the funeral home that they... A lot of the wakes yeah, from there was, this disaster. There was like 250 people from Cicero, right? Yeah, out of the 840, 844 died yeah. in the tragedy. Um,
1: Which my uncle worked for Western Electric in the gosh, probably the 50s, 60s, okay. something so like that. So missed it by I mean,
2: that much. Yeah, yeah, I know,
1: right? But no, but he was, and they were in Berwyn, I believe. So kind of yeah, out that
0: way,
2: okay. Too, so yeah. 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 George Halas, the founder of the Bears, was supposed to be on the ship. Yeah, I was Absolutely. just reading that right. too. Yeah, yeah, and he yep. was not. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. We might not have had the NFL. Right. Like we might we not know have had today. the
0: NFL. Yeah, exactly. that's crazy. Well, the mm. NFL is a non-for-profit organization up
2: until like a couple years ago. Right, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, they, insane. They make billions of dollars. Exactly. But, okay, so. Uh, but anyways, okay. it was a simple company picnic, uh-huh. and they were going to boat their employees. This was their annual picnic from the. Uh, Chicago River, the boat was docked off of Clark and Wacker, mm-hmm. crossed the river, cross Lake Michigan, over to Michigan City, Indiana, you know, the Indiana Dunes area. Sure, and
0: that was like a big deal, because people it was huge. go on vacation. No, no,
2: these people were probably working five, six days a week, ten plus hours a day yeah. or more, oh, so, you know, if you got a Sunday off, maybe that was your only day off yeah, during the week. Yeah, that was before unions and Right, before so. anything. Yeah. And um, you know, this free company-sponsored picnic was extremely appealing to these employees. They okay. end up giving away about seven thousand tickets to the whole event wow. for employees and family.
0: Because okay. there were there were four boats. Involved, yes, there right? were
2: supposed to be four boats. Okay. Gotcha. The Eastland was the first boat going over that day. Oh, okay. Okay. And everybody was anxious to get to the company picnic, so they all wanted to get aboard the Eastland, okay. which was boarding about 6 a.m. that yeah. Saturday morning, July 24th. Um, the other boats are gonna board after that. Um, part of the issue is they probably overcrowded the Eastland. Because sure. everybody was so anxious to get over there.
0: Yeah, and what I what I wrote in my notes, too, is when people get on a boat, what's mm-hmm. the first thing you do is you go over to where you came on to wave to the to people. To wave to people. Yeah,
2: People so. were lined up along wacker the other employees as that boat was about to take off yeah and you know they were waving to them and everybody ran over to that side of the boat to say goodbye yeah or at least you know temporarily goodbye until they got over to uh michigan city maybe maybe permanently goodbye it ended up being (laughs) yes um and when everybody runs over to the one side of the boat the boat is just too heavy on that side and ends up tipping over and eventually, in the aftermath of all that, 844 people do lose their lives. There were 22 entire families that were wiped out.
1: And how many people were on the boat?
2: Again, that there's a very gray area with how many they let on the boat. They say the capacity of the boat should have been around 1,300 people. But it's quite possible they could have let as many as 2,000 people get on board that boat that day. But yeah, no. I, I saw estimates of like 2,500. Yeah, maybe even more than that. But they the, weren't even really keeping track of how many no, they let on there. No,
0: the boat was actually designed for like 500 people, mm-hmm. tops, because they were going to bring fruit over. Oh, That's okay. what it was designed for, All right. I guess. Mm-hmm. So,
2: okay. Anyway. And also because of the... the um, the titanic the laws from the titanic oh, yeah. a few that it went down you know just yeah. shortly before this spoiler alert. a spoiler alert you were uh you had to have enough life boats on board for all passengers and this also made the boat very top heavy yeah and they didn't have any of the furniture um it wasn't bolted down or anything no so when it
0: when it did capsize then all like the pianos and everything just crushed people a lot of
2: people were simply trapped underneath that boat yeah the river is like 21 feet deep yeah the boat was about 39 feet high so yeah like based to the top of the mast and they were just simply trapped underneath it to where they couldn't swim back up Okay. hold on one second Mm -hmm. i'm sorry Mm -hmm. all right okay okay so sorry about that we were
0: talking about that there was a, there wasn't wasn't enough space for mm-hmm. it to actually
2: sink underneath or right yeah down. it just basically tipped on his side yeah have you ever-, ever seen the the 2015 footage that they found of it i have not seen the new footage but i people were have been telling me about that yeah when I take them on these tours out there. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd have to check that out. The footage is actually the ship going
0: down. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, Yeah. somebody had a video camera and booked it.
2: It was just recently uncovered. Yeah, twenty twenty fifteen, so their Mm -hmm. hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Okay.
1: So um, so the boat capsized people Mm -hmm. were trapped either inside or under the boat. Under the boat. And so then what happens next?
2: Well course pretty much every unit available was sent you know police firemen ambulance whatever were sent to the scene to try to rescue as many people as possible they actually had to drill holes in the boat just to get down to where people were oh wow i didn't know that well, I know the Chicago Tribune was right there, so yes. all the reporters were out there. Right, like yeah. immediately.
0: Reporters were on the scene immediately. Yeah. And the whole thing took, like, 5 to 15 minutes to sink mm-hmm. or to go or yeah. to capsize. It, right. was, it was relatively quick. It close. all happened very quickly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did a
1: lot of people get out themselves? Like, climb out? Some, yeah. Some were able
0: to. Yeah, right. if
2: There was 2,500 people right. on board, and people died, 844 yeah. died. So you still yeah. had some survivors in well, there. definitely. But I didn't know if they like, were
1: climbing out. Of the, mm. like themselves as opposed to getting rescued. Like there might have been. I think that were so, able yeah. Because it was in the middle of summer, so the water would it, have right. been warm.
2: Actually, it was a coolish day. Yeah. Okay. That was part of the issue. Yeah. Because people were dressed yeah. in heavier clothing, especially the women. Oh. You know, they used to wear those old fashioned heavy dresses back in those days yeah. a lot of wool. Oh. A lot of wool. Yeah. And because, even though it's July 24th, because it was kind of coolish temperatures, they were dressed more for the, the temperature, so that really weighed them down in the water. It's primarily women and children that died that day. Probably also because in those days, they hadn't learned to swim like they do today. Yeah, yeah. now babies are learning. Right, babies are learning how to swim.
1: So where did they take people?
2: Uh, they, they had several different kind of makeshift morgues throughout the, uh, the downtown area. You know, whenever there's these big tragedies like this in the city, the bodies have to be brought somewhere because the morgues are not equipped to handle that many bodies. Yeah. In 1903, when the Iroquois Theater fire happened, a lot of the bodies were brought to the eighth floor of the Marshall Field department store. Marshall wow. Field let him do that. Yeah. Um, that was turned into like a little. Oh, he's such a nice guy. He, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you worked for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> then he probably wasn't. Uh, it was turned into like a little triage hospital and um, makeshift more. Yeah. Uh, the building directly behind where the Eastland goes down, that was the Reed Murdoch Warehouse, okay. which is still there today. It was built one year before this actually happened okay. in 1914. That was the first building that they brought bodies to. It obviously was the closest. Sure. Um, they used a couple of good-sized rooms in there to lay out some bodies and that's more for like families to come and identify the bodies, right well yeah eventually um, the coroner has to stamp these people as dead yeah and then hopefully the family will claim the bodies I think eventually all 844 are are identified and claimed Um, but even that building the Reed Murdoch warehouse didn't have enough to hold everybody. Yeah. They were a functioning business. Right. It was yeah. a functioning business. So the majority of the bodies were brought to another building in the West Loop, um, which in 1915 was the National Guard's armory. It was the okay. 2nd Regiment Armory of the National Guard. So it was a huge it building. It was a huge building, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. And they had plenty of open space to lay out all the bodies. Yeah, if you look at some of the websites, you'll see pictures of bodies just laid out in rows. Yeah, you showed us those pictures. Yes, I actually have them in here, um, in my bag. That's um, those came from the Armory. Okay. Um, The Armory becomes a famous building in Chicago in later years. Yeah, Um, I always like to see if people on tours can guess what the building was that the armory eventually I mean, becomes. I mean, I went on your tour, so show. So Yeah, you obviously know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> okay. The television show that eventually becomes film there. Yeah. It later becomes Oprah Winfrey's Harpo Studios. Wow. wow. And nowadays it's McDonald's. Now it's the McDonald's. Thought. Actually, it's not the same building. Oh, it's not? It's okay. McDonald's tore down the old armory. That was probably pretty smart. There were a lot of protests, though, because oh, that yeah. was a national historic landmark. Oh yeah. You know, when buildings receive probably more so for Oakland landmark- than it is for Eastland. Right. <laughs> when buildings receive landmark status, so yeah. it isn't easy to tear them down. But you know, McDonald's I guess has enough coal Oh, to they have do enough something. money. They have enough money yeah. to do something could, like that. They could buy Chicago. Probably. They easily oh. could. Yeah. So they built their new national headquarters on that current site okay. right now. Wow.
1: The Murdoch Building, Mm -hmm. the uh, Mm Armory, and then was there another place? There were
2: several smaller businesses throughout the loop that they brought, like a few bodies to. I've even read somewhere that they had, uh, like, several rafts set up underneath one of the bridges. There was like little makeshift morgues on these rafts, like floating morgues. Oh my God, that must have that must have smelled pretty bad. I'm sure it probably did. Yeah. Uh, And did they use Excalibur? No, everybody thinks they used Excalibur, but it was never the building used to house any of the bodies. It wasn't
0: really big enough.
2: No, it really wasn't. And it's not
0: really close.
2: And actually that building, at that time frame, would have been the Chicago Historical Society.
0: Oh, really? Okay. And
2: now they're on Michigan Avenue, right? No, it's in Lincoln Park. Oh, in Lincoln Park—that's right. That's right at P. the entrance Yon. to the, the Lincoln Park itself. That's uh, by the Park mausoleum, and North Avenue, there. just by the mausoleum and the couch yeah. tomb. Okay, wow. Um, I don't. Nobody really knows how the stories got out that what became the Excalibur Club is where the bodies were brought, but it's not true. Yeah. It never but Supposedly, was. that was
0: that was haunted. Wow.
2: Well, yeah, for other reasons, lots other of ways, reasons why that building is haunted, and had nothing to do with the East. Gotcha. Now, some people say because a lot of the photos of those bodies laid out were stamped Chicago Historical Society, people oh. thought it was that building. I see. But it's just that the Historical Society owned the photos. Gotcha. So maybe that's where the confusion uh, yeah. came it's from. Nice. Yeah, it does make right. sense.
1: Um, now I've heard too that they re- that the the Eastland itself did
2: not uh, stop being home. nope yep it was it was repaired and it actually goes back on the water for about another thirty years yeah, as the it, USS Wilmette. right the USS Wilmette. Yeah. it is scrapped by I believe the Navy yeah well, right? They tried to sell it yeah so it they crazy. they did nobody try to sell it. it first and nobody wanted it yeah I guess it was just a little too old. Um, mm-hmm. And they end up scrapping it right after World War Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. did hear that there
1: was a president that was on the boat. That Roosevelt was
2: actually In, in later years. In later yeah, years. Yeah, not when I went down. Not, Oh, yeah, right. Down. Yeah, I, I've heard those stories, yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. one of our listeners. His name is John Rue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told us about it. I told him i Okay. give him a shout-out on the show. For a of <laughs> Sounds so, <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, Presidents apparently sat in that chair that's right behind us over there, too. Here oh, the really? Congress at the Hotel. Congress Plaza and yeah. Hotel. Yeah, We've told everybody where we're at right now. We're at a
1: very wanted location.
2: Yes, we are. Definitely
1: yes. a future episode location. Definitely.
0: Maybe, yeah. maybe a couple episodes. Yeah,
1: I think this could be a two episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so are we done with the history part? I think so. Okay, so do you want to tell us any of the ghost
2: stories? That, that okay. You heard it of? seemed like almost immediately people started seeing ghosts in the Chicago River. Okay, in the river. In the river itself, okay. right there off the Clark Street Bridge, right at Clark and Wacker, people would report seeing like faces floating in the water, okay, hands wow. reaching up for safety. Wow. They'd say late at night you'd hear like these screams coming off the Clark Street Bridge. Huh. The restaurants, in the lower level, the Reed Murdoch building, a lot of people from the restaurants have reported, you Now they'll be eating dinner and they'll look in the water and they'll see what looks like somebody floating in the water. They say that there's stories that some of these people have actually even called the police from the restaurant, thinking that somebody was in the water from the police would come and they wouldn't find anybody there. Now, one thing I really like about you is you're always really honest and upfront mm-hmm.
0: with us about stuff. Like, you told us when I said we were going to do the H.H. Holmes
2: episode mm-hmm. that you've never seen anything with H.H. Holmes. Right. So, have you seen anything in, in regards to this? I've seen some people get some very interesting pictures on okay. tours of what looks like something floating in the water. Like people? Like people. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never, I mean, I haven't really. Taking these anywhere to have them analyzed or yeah, anything yeah. like that—it's just pictures that people will send me from tours, and it does look like images floating in the water. How many how many orb pictures do you get? You get tons of orb <laughs> pictures. <laughs> but you are I, not talking about
0: orb pictures. Yeah. No,
1: now. no, I'm you talking know. about
2: something that actually okay. looks like a face floating in the water. Wow, That
1: has a thing about orbs. Yeah, I, <laughs> do. A, I do. It's a trigger. For yeah. yeah.
2: Well, my whole thing with orbs is I think orbs can. The majority of orbs could be explained away yeah. as dust and bugs and whatever else. But there are your occasional true paranormal orbs that you'll get. Yeah. yeah. So
1: one of our friends who was on the tour with you last night uh-huh. got a very good orb video uh, when we were at...
0: It was uh, just a live photo, so it's not really photo, a video. Sorry. But okay. we made it into a video to Maybe, show yeah. people. Um, we were at the... St. Valentine's. St. Yes. Valentine's. Yes. Okay. Which
2: we passed today, too. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. I'll we be in thinking later. of later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so any other stories? Yeah. Uh, well, some of the buildings, the Reed okay. Murdoch, where they brought some of the bodies, there's lots of stories of that being haunted. Especially from people who work in the building after hours, after you know the majority of the others have gone home. It's always when things are dark. It always seems that way, yeah. you know. The ghosts, I guess, don't like to come out when there's crowds around.
0: Yeah, that's why you don't do a midday tour. I'm assuming.
2: Well, some companies do. Yeah. I won't name their names. But some <laughs> companies do. I always, um,
0: I, I always have a thing for like places that have tours, like like if the Congress Plaza had a tour for haunting mm-hmm. that they're doing it to monetize on that whole concept. Right. I don't think that they necessarily believe it. That's why I appreciate when you tell me, no, I've never seen anything. Like mm-hmm. I, well, know. I try
2: to be honest with it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's a really I mean, good I think quality. some
2: of the stories are so compelling as they are right? that yeah. you really don't need to sensationalize any of it. Well, you were the one that told us about Captain Santa, and I yes. used that on our, yeah. on our Captain Christmas mm-hmm. episode. Also I the same... That. Dock, Bridge, right? same dock. Yeah, where the Eastland goes down is where the Christmas tree ship used to dock, wow. and they'd board it. It was the annual tradition. People would board the boat right there and buy the Christmas trees, and then it disappeared in 1912 during a storm over Lake yeah. Michigan, and Captain Santa was never seen again. Neither was his crew. But his wife and kids, his wife to and sell kids, Christmas took trees over there. the business and ran yeah. it. That's, for a number of that's years. it's good that they did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in the Reed Murdoch, people report seeing like shadow figures moving through the hallways. Um, a big report is like lights flickering on and off. Okay. Like you'll be sitting in the room and all of a sudden the lights will go off and then they'll come back on. Uh, mm. Or they'll be going on and off down the hallway where nobody is they'll hear like footsteps coming from you know rooms where nobody should be sure and doors like you know creaking open and slamming shut
0: I want to be there when something like that happens
2: maybe (laughs) then I'd be a believer yeah Uh,
0: anything else like with Harpo Studios yes
2: the a lot of the other ghost stories associated with the Eastland come from Harpo Studios now it doesn't seem like there were too many until Oprah renovated the building to turn it into her Harpo Studios. And then when she was in it, there's conflicting reports. Some people say Oprah very readily admitted that the building was extremely haunted. And then there's others that say, no, she really didn't. She kind of kept it quiet, but her staff and herself would experience a lot of things. Hmm. From what I've uh, understood, they um, talk about her and her staff hearing like the sounds of ghostly children running and playing throughout the building. There's a, a one woman's restroom where they'd hear the sounds of like a woman weeping in that restroom. Oh, wow. Uh, her security staff, her night security staff, would hear like crashing sounds. And they'd go to investigate the origins of these crashing sounds, and nothing could be found. Probably the most famous ghost was Oprah's gray lady. That, um, not, not a woman in white. Not a, a woman in white. A woman a in a gray, lady. old-time gray dress that okay. her security cameras caught. Oh, wow. And she did talk about the gray lady on several of her shows. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So
0: she did kind of acknowledge. So yeah,
2: she acknowledged yeah. it. Maybe not saying specifically it came from the Eastland disaster, but I think she believed that. Yeah, I didn't watch all of Oprah's shows. What? Sorry, I know. Can you believe that? I mean, you do <laughs> tours at night, so you, I know. You I have all day Oprah. to watch Oprah shows. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> um, but. From what I understood, she did even bring in a couple of like well-known psychics from okay. that time frame, like Sylvia Brown was one of the psychics. I don't oh, know yeah, you yeah. familiar with her, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. to try to contact some of the spirits she thought that were still in her building. Maybe it's including it's Richard Crow including the Grey Lady.: Yeah, she might have had him on the show. Yeah. might have.: mm. um,
1: So what was up with the Grey Lady then? so people would see her walking or uh, they
2: would, her security cameras actually caught her on film. Supposedly, Oprah has the film somewhere. Maybe she even showed this on some of her shows.
0: Yeah, we'll have to look. That yeah, up. We'll yeah, have, have to look, look that, that one way, up. Maybe uh, I
2: remember. I kind of remember it yeah, too. Like and when know. I bring it up, there are people that, oh yeah, the Grey Lady. I remember Oprah talking about the Grey Lady. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch enough of. Yeah, you're kind of in the same boat I. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so we've got the Murdoch Building mm. and um, Purple Studios, and then the things like the church mm-hmm. where yeah, we the did the church uh, ghost out hunting. in Cicero,
2: the uh, spiritual evangelical church, Twenty Fifth and okay. Cicero, or Twenty Fifth and Laramie in Cicero. Um, It's a a building that, through another group that I belong to, Hands On Paranormal, that's been our headquarters for years. Yeah. And we started running events out of there, ghost hunting events. Almost weekly, too. Uh, We were for a while, yeah. Yeah. Mostly in the winter because it's a good nice indoor heated place yeah, right. with, you know for ghost hunters an indoor heated place with a working restroom that's like you know being in heaven yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. when you're used to abandoned buildings yeah, yeah. Right. you do a little ghost hunting go right. to the bathroom, go to the the you bathroom. To you're not going to freeze yeah it has air conditioning in the summer too so yeah. you know it's, it's perfect um but uh about three years ago we started running a lot of events out of there and um, the building itself, the actual funeral home was across the street. Okay. They were able to expand their business because of all the wakes, the money they made from the wakes from the Eastland disaster. Wow. wow. Um, so that building that they had across the street got bigger okay. and made it into a couple of different viewing rooms. So
1: has anybody ever connected any spirits there? We
2: believe we get a few spirits from on the Eastland. Uh, One of the gentlemen who was doing one of our ghost hunts, um, he was there one night with his daughter, and he, uh, on the stage, you guys have been there, on the stage area, he connected with what he felt were a few of the younger children from the Eastland. I wish, off the top of my head, I could remember the names that he had, but he actually looked at the the death manifest from the Eastland, and those names were on there. Oh, that's, that he connected. Wow, with. and they probably weren't common names. Or- no, no. Yeah. Another we this young Bill who lives at the church. Yes. Uh, he lives in yes. the back part of the church. There's a little apartment back there. Uh, he's lived there for about 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. He swears that he's contacted the spirit down in the basement of a little boy named Cal. I remember, yeah. Who was on the Eastland. Okay. Wow. And Cal is looking for his parents. And he likes to dance, too. He likes to dance. Yeah. We we were using uh, several different occasions, an Xbox Connect camera down there. Okay. And it's it's those things that show the little stick figures and stuff, and Cal got up on the tables and was dancing for us a few times. Uh
0: Yeah, mm. I saw I saw like stick figures in that, and mm. you know I can't for sure say that this was a person right. moving, or yeah. if it just was connecting with different things, right? Because yeah. that's what it does. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it tries does. to seek out people. Yeah, right. So, but it was it was definitely looking like it was dancing. It did. It looked like
2: a smaller person dancing. <laughs> absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, for sure.
1: Yeah. And you have Uh, No, so well. I was just gonna say, so then I would imagine there might be other similar funeral homes or other places Mm. around that maybe we don't know about, but had people from the Eastland. I'm sure. You know,
2: I mean, they weren't all from Cicero, so they were from other areas. Uh, You'd probably have to do some research to see where they were all waked. I know a lot of them, the employees, did live in either like Cicero or Berwyn or some of the suburbs Mm. right around that area. Yeah. Hmm. This was their Hawthorne Works division okay. of the Western Electric Company.
1: And I and just to go back to actually I just remembered something with the history, you had mentioned that twenty two entire families died. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I do remember reading, you know, especially at the armory that they would have to bring in uh, extended family. Oh
2: yeah. Just to even yeah. To identify identify
1: a family. Rice. Right.
2: The know. the last of those victims to be identified was yes. this little eight year old boy his name was Willie Novotny. He was identified by his grandmother because his parents, and I think he had a a brother, or a brother and a sister, I'm not sure, offhand, uh, were all killed in the disaster. There's no other family members left. And the only reason his grandmother could identify him, she couldn't identify his facial features. Uh, What she recognized was the pair of knicker-style pants that he was wearing that she had bought for him the previous Christmas.
1: Uh, okay. Um oh and one more. Um, I had read about a captain that lived on the Eastland mm-hmm. after the disaster, maybe before they fixed it mm-hmm. finally fixed it up, and that people claim that he said that he heard things, but then I also read articles that that he didn't. I didn't know if now you I have not that that I know okay. the
2: actual captain of the ship that day never captain another ship yeah, he right. was never actually different. charged with anything.
0: No, that's
2: but he never captained another ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you know, there I were charges heard. that were brought up. Yeah, there were, the, there were. But unlike the Iroquois yeah, no it charge. it eventually was just classified as an unknown accident because they don't know what caused all those people to run over to the one yeah, side. Yeah, because it
0: never, the never
2: capsized before. No, except early on when they
0: when they first put it out, yeah, started to capsize. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I forget the name of it. It's something where it leans to one side or something
2: listing listing, listing. listing, listing. Yeah. yes that's it yeah. right Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. all right do you have anything else uh one kind of it has nothing really to do with the disaster but one little interesting piece of information i found out about the western electric company that i didn't know until more recently that company was founded by a man named elijah gray Elijah Gray's house is still standing, his mansion up in like Winnett, somewhere up in that area. And it's supposedly haunted by him. One of the reasons why they think Elijah Gray's ghost is so restless is because he had actually came up with the first patent for the telephone. But he got it in too late. It was actually after Alexander Graham Bell got it in. Uh, Some people say that Bell stole a lot of. His I think I remember. Design. I think I remember hearing that. I didn't know he was. He haunted his place. Yeah, that's though. what I've heard. He's he haunted that mansion. Yeah, another ghostly. Right, another ghostly. <laughs> exactly. I just recently read that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's it's such a fascinating thing. I mean so many people lost their lives. I think it was the biggest disaster to ever happen on Lake Michigan.
2: Right, and it didn't technically even happen on like Lake Michigan. Yeah, right? it, was it was on Chicago the Chicago River. River. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. All good.
0: Okay. So wow, Tony had so much information. Did you have anything to add?
1: You know what honestly he he did a great job like he gave uh, so many stories um that I I you know I, he had a lot more information even on um the gray lady and yes. and things like that 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 um you know that I had found some uh, some information on um the only thing i would say is i kind of mentioned this in there but i i didn't have the name at the time is um captain ml edwards who was oh. not the Eastland's captain, yes. but he was the man that was living on the Eastland after the disaster so he
0: was he was a homeless guy
1: he was the, <laughs> he was the caretaker oh okay the assigned mm-hmm. official caretaker um and so uh, when you do research, there is uh, there are some that claim that Edwards said he was awakened nightly by moaning and loud banging um and that So this was kind of interesting. So it's like he said that he attributed all of that to the damage or the people that were visiting. um, But some people will just insist that he really did hear stuff. And, you know, he did say that he was really glad to be off the ship. Wow. So I, I don't know. To be honest, I'm thinking probably was like, you know, he didn't hear anything or at least he didn't want to admit to himself that he... Heard anything supernatural.
0: Okay. Well, I have something to add too, if you don't mind. Please. So, um, you know, I was looking up some of the media coverage because, as I said, it was right by the Chicago Tribune, Mm -hmm. which was the most popular newspaper in those days. And so everybody ran out and started getting stories. Mm -hmm. Well, there was someone from another newspaper. His name was Jack Woodford. And he witnessed the disaster and gave a first-hand account to the, to the Herald and the Examiner. Those are both Chicago newspapers or were at mm-hmm. one time. Uh, in his autobiography, Woodford writes this, And then movement caught my eye. I looked across the river. As I watched in disoriented stupefaction, a steamer large as an ocean liner, slowly turned over on its side, as though it were a whale going to take a nap. I didn't believe a huge steamer had done this before my eyes, lashed to a dock in perfectly calm water, in excellent weather, with no explosion, no fire, nothing. I thought I had gone crazy.
1: I could so see that, like that, you know, like, it's like, like you said, like, if you heard an explosion, you saw flames, you saw like something happening, then your brain can register why. Yes. You know, but then just to be like, well, wait, what, 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 what? Like, why is it just falling over? Right.
0: Would be shocking. I just had to tell you guys that because that really symbolizes what happened. I mean... This was all within five to 15 minutes. That's and crazy. there's footage, as I mentioned in the in the interview, you could uh, go on YouTube and look up Eastland disaster and you'll see it was a clip from 20, 2015. Mm-hmm. And you could actually watch it happen so you can see what Jack uh, Woodford saw.
1: Wow. Um, you know what, I'm sorry, I have one more He mentions um, that people will see faces in the water. I just want to mention another claim is that sometimes there's flooding um, on the the river walk there, um, just right at that spot. And so people will, like that's often what draws them to the water to look in and then they see the faces. So it's just kind of interesting that there's like this flooding and then that's what
0: draws people in. Okay. Well, here I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's say there was a scale between one through 10. Mm-hmm. 10 being this is totally true, and one being this is totally not true. You don't believe a min- You don't. You don't believe one second of it. Mm-hmm. What would you rate this as?
1: This one, this water story. No, no, no.
0: I'm talking about the whole thing.
1: Oh, the whole thing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna do the whole thing.
1: Oh. I give it a seven. A seven. Yeah, especially like the water thing. I'm a little less sure of, but the Gray Lady and all the stuff happening at the Armory slash Harper Studios or Harpo Studios, mm-hmm. that I I'm stronger on. So all balanced out. Yeah, I'm gonna say a seven. How about you, Pat?
0: You know, I have not seen the Gray Lady footage. I don't. I don't think that's ever been released. So. But, I mean, Oprah seemed pretty credible, right? I mean, it's Oprah. Yeah, right, it's Oprah. Uh, I'm gonna say, I wanna give it a four.
1: I was thinking you were gonna say four. Yeah, I
0: wanna give it a four because, I mean, I am not totally against it. I'm not totally saying that this could, that that there might not be, I'm not gonna say that there's not any hauntings. Um, But I strongly believe that there is none, but I, it's not strong enough to give it a one. Two doesn't seem right. Four just seems like the the right number for this one for me.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think we want everyone to know too that I, I, we're going to try to do the scale yeah. just because, um, you know, we don't want it to seem like I'm always totally believing everything or that Pat never believes in anything (laughs) because that's not true i think our computer is haunted yeah (laughs) throughout the trash (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um you know the like part of this show is the debate so i think some like most people enjoy that we've had a few people that get unnerved by the fact that there's a debate but um know that that we we like each other we're never upset with each other, and 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 sometimes it's not as black and white as it may seem. You know, yeah. I, you know that we're kind of more in the middle. There's a grayish area, just like all of you, yeah. and and I think that's where we're all trying to to come together and have this conversation.
0: Yeah, and we and we had talked about this scale concept. Yeah, because I really, I really think we're doing you guys a disservice because. Some things we believe a little bit more than other things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and some things I totally disbelieve, you know, like every past episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. But uh, do you think that I bully you or anything
1: during no, this? No, no, definitely not.
0: I think you bully me, actually. That's
1: very possible. No, yeah. <laughs> I try not to, but I think that's that's part of it. Is that I, I think we want. I think we've kind of said this before, but our idea is to that we can have a healthy debate about topics. Yes, and that it's good for us to do that, and it's okay that we, you know, the the idea. So I used to teach, right? And and part of one thing I would try to say to my students is the idea that having a debate with somebody doesn't always mean that you have to change your mind. Right, but be open to changing your mind. Right, be open to learning new information that might have an effect on how you think about something. Sure, Um, but even if you don't, even if you end up absolutely still believing exactly what you believe before, you have become a better person because Mm -hmm. you better understand what the other person is saying. Absolutely. And, and and understand where they're coming from, and that's always good. So even if I'm yeah. still a believer afterwards, I've maybe learned to question a little bit more some of the evidence that I thought beforehand was solely solid.
0: So you you become like a ghost story detective then. A little bit. Yeah, it makes you think about stuff in a critical way, which is never a bad idea. And I just... I want people to know that going into the story before we talked to Tony, I like I would have rated this at a one. Mm-hmm. I totally didn't believe anything. And it creeped up a little bit. So I can be swayed a little bit. I still don't believe in Ghost necessarily, but I believe that if there were Ghost, this one would get a four on the spectrum as far as would there be ghosts, right? Mm.
1: Well, and I do think that at the studios, at the armory, there is something that people are seeing or experiencing. I guess we could argue what it is exactly, but they believe, anyways, pretty strongly what they see and experience. And to me, maybe it's that seven level of convincing. Mm-hmm. For you, it's more the four.
0: So, you know. Maybe the listeners should convince us. Mm. Yeah, so if you're a hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, let us know your thoughts about what these people are seeing.
1: Definitely. Do
0: the work for us so we don't have to work (laughs) anymore. (laughs) All right, so I wanted to say that our next episode is gonna be something that I have always dreamed about talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean- So I go to New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. I go there pretty often. I mean, I've been there probably about nine, 10 times in my life, maybe. And uh, every time I hear about this person, Mm. she's the voodoo queen.
1: Ooh, spooky.
0: Marie Laveau. And, um, she's always, you know, like I've always been interested Mm -hmm. and I want to do the research into her history. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know it yet.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, so I've only been to New Orleans once Yeah, when I was 12. So, you know, I don't really think that I experienced New Orleans, how it's supposed to be experienced. Um, but I have had lots of friends that go there and seen a lot of pictures. People have sent me, we've had listeners send us, um, pictures and things, And man, that is one haunted city. And voodoo is always creepy to me. So I'm super excited.
0: I would say that I think it is more haunted than Chicago.
1: I think that's possible. And Chicago is pretty haunted.
0: Yeah, right. But I mean, you go there and you feel it. You You could just feel it in the air. There's like, just like you feel humidity, you feel something weird.
1: Yeah, well, maybe it's because the bodies are buried above ground. Speaking
0: of bodies, I did go to her gravesite.
1: Oh. And I saw
0: the X's placed on it, which I don't think they have anymore. Uh But I'm gonna do all the research into this. We're gonna do a deep dive into her history. We're gonna tell some ghost stories and we're gonna debate.
1: Yeah, no more, no debating. Yeah, no more.
0: (laughs) Isn't that a double negative English professor? Yep. (laughs) All right, so our next episode will be coming out on, drumroll, okay, that was just so that I had time to look it up, (laughs) August 7th.
1: Okay. August seventh. Yeah. And then um I also just wanted to, to just uh Chicagohauntings.com. I I, th- I don't think yes. I said that specifically earlier if you want to take some of Tony's tours. Yes.
0: Um ask for Tony. Ask for I Tony.
1: Mean, Seriously, his and, are the best.
0: And tell him that Ghostly sent sent you and he's gonna make sure that you get the whole Ghostly experience.
1: And I'm about I'm gonna tell you he's about to be famous because he just filmed. An episode of the revived show Psychic Kids.
0: Wait, he didn't tell us we could say that, though.
1: He said it in the interview.
0: Did he? No, I think he said that pre-gaming. Oh,
1: maybe. Uh-oh. Or I might have just already told everybody something he already said. So
0: don't tell Tony that we told you that,
1: though. <laughs> but definitely look for the episode.
0: And that is Ursula's tour guide, uh, tour tour company. It is make sure you send her an email saying that she should be on Ghostly. (laughs) Yes. Because we would love to have her. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.